Dad, hold tight. Hold tight to me, Daddy. Welcome to the Daniel White Show, episode. No, oh, this is a, this will be three because we're doing a Marvel episode Sunday. This one go up to. Um, oh, yeah, this will be the after that one because I already planned that one first. But yes, we're here with Kevin. It's me, the Kevin I'm Coogan. Hey, you know, Kevin, Kevin for a very long time. I love him so much. We've been we talking about him. this for like ever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, everyone's been telling me is is like when are you starting this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> you have been talking about it for a long time. Uh, anyways, I don't need this ridicule on my podcast, so y'all can shut up. <laughs> but now Kevin's here to talk about some a lot of things actually the um, fundamentals of reading mm-hmm. um, why white people should read African American uh, literature American literature um, some texts he uh, brought in from a class that are beneficial I guess to him mm-hmm. and to and everyone in the world um, Dusty cannot read so we're going to get him <laughs> some uh, reading lessons finally hopefully going to be able to read and bit. yeah Keep yeah Yes. So before we jump into it, we got you know we do the icebreaker. That's right. And Kevin picked the orange pack. Let's do this. So I'm gonna choose. That, I said, don't pick that one. That one was super long. <laughs> <laughs> but I see if I can read. <laughs> All right. Still what is long. Your credit card number. Oh, while we wait, real quick, What's I up, would like to say congratulations to Daniel and Jacob. Thank you. On their Thank 100th you. episode on right. the Free Pizza Podcast. If you haven't listen to it then you're a fake ass motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> bitch ass bitch you feel but me for real go check it out it's really good by creatives for creatives yeah that was good i haven't used that one yet wait have we i don't know anyways uh, <laughs> <laughs> um okay if here's the question if a friendly florist delivered 1000 friendly cut roses to your doorstep what would you do with them what <laughs> dude it's a random question what you gotta answer uh, you got here you read so it if a friendly florist delivered a thousand freshly cut roses to your doorstep, what would you do with them? Would it be a different answer if it was not a friendly florist? <laughs> yeah, if they're not friendly about yeah. it. See, I, I think I'd be kind of like, is it just the roses or are they already in like vases? No, just the roses. I would be pissed because now I have to go out and buy like at least 500 little where vases. Would you, where would you put them? That's and then they're all going to start dying in like two weeks. I know what I would do. I'd be like, nah, take that shit back. I would probably. <laughs> I would like uh, send them to my girlfriend's address. I would send. I would send them to my friend's girlfriend's from me. <laughs> oh, you can send them like your mom or something. No, my friend's girlfriend. Your friend's girlfriend. Like Jan like, Heather. Like Heather on all of them. Heather be like, why did I get? Flowers from Daniel from your job. From my job. Like, Daniel, can you believe this shit? Somebody said, Heather, some flowers. What the fuck? And I'll be like, shit, you better beat his ass. You gotta send it to the boyfriend. Okay, that was my answer. Wow, that was that was a good one. That was my answer. Y'all have to go. Y'all have to go. Oh, we, look, what am I? Everyone gonna, has to go. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm gonna go buy 500 fucking faces and, and find somewhere to put them. Because, like,. Now I've got a thousand roses I have to deal with. So you gotta put, do you want to put two in each vase? Well, I mean, how many How many fit in the vase? Like, 12? Well, you said 500 vases. There's a thousand, so you can put... Look, this is about reading, not about, about math. math. I mean... <laughs> fourth wall breaking right now. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, honestly, knowing me, I'd be like, 
what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd be looking for a camera or something somewhere because I feel like somebody would be playing a prank on me. Especially you, you probably test me for a long And then I'd be like, I'm not paying for this shit. That's but, the thing. But like, someone sent us one thousand. You know how expensive that would be? Yeah, for real. Because twelve is like already too much. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I really, I'd really be like, nah, like this is a joke. I, I I wouldn't take it seriously. And I'd be like, where the fuck am I supposed to put these? That's, that's you, what I was like. Now I had like, what am I had to deal would with? Would you this? put them in water? I'd be like, we live in an apartment complex. Take them to every doorstep <laughs> <laughs> and leave however many. <laughs> so then everybody's gonna be like, what the fuck is put, going on? Let's put Kevin's number with the flowers. Like neighbors are gonna be looking at another the fuck? Like you got one too. <laughs> <laughs> and put his apartment what number. What does this you gotta put them at everybody's except for one, and then like that, that one, one guy's just like, "Why didn't I get one?" Yeah, like you said, see, baby, that was good though. <laughs> see, that was good. See, that yeah. was nice and random. Like no one knows. I was shit. gonna say, like, it's like those fortune cookies, like the things in there. Like, who comes up with this kind of shit? But that shit is just so random. Like, I feel like that. That's at least that's at least specific. fortune cookies are like you know try to give like positivity or some sort of. Like, I mean, that's positive. I mean, it is, yeah, but I mean, that's just thing. like, who the hell was like, you know what? <laughs> what if somebody got a thousand See. roses from a friendly florist? <laughs> has to be friendly. That I mean, like, that was good, though. I, I liked it. It was yeah. like one or two things happened that either they had that exact experience or they had like the opposite experience with a like unfriendly delivery person i don't know if somebody at any point in time got a thousand roses that just makes me think of when i lived at the gecko house after christmas and we went out onto the porch and there was just like 36 used uh christmas trees i didn't think you were going that direction just on on the front porch (laughs) what and we were all just like what like now we have all these christmas trees on our front porch and it was just like like who does that? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I mean, they had to be, like, miniature. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the like, the deck out there was still pretty tall, so, like, you could get a good, like, five or six So foot, people were like, just, like, size, like, Christmas trees. We're just going to give them There was Christmas just, like, trees. a bunch of them sitting there, yeah, and it was just, like... like that's some weird ass shit. See, that's that. the kind of shit that fucks <laughs> me. Because, like, I'm one of those people that, like, not, like, conspiracy theorists, but I'm just, like, when shit happens, I'm, like, this... Some, this didn't happen just like for no reason. This has like, to be a thing. Did, like I try to go all investigative with it. That's that critical. Get your magnifying glass. Detective Deusty. Sometimes, because I'm like, wait, that just didn't happen for any reason. And then I'm like, <laughs> looking around, checking to see if they left like you know some sign some behind there. Clues. Yeah. Looking for footprints. Bruh. Like Inspector Deusty. I'm telling you, dude, it's bad. You can ask Heather. Like I do this shit. Yeah, like I, I think about shit. Yeah, like I don't know you. I, you we had a whole right, episode. You're yeah, true. what the I, fuck? You're true. You're true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's jump into this episode. <laughs> so, background on Kevin. I, I I feel like I need to explain how I know Kevin. So people like, what the fuck is this dude doing this podcast? Yeah, for sure. I've known Kevin for a very long time. We met in probably 2010, 11. No, it was before. That. It was way before it was that. Like 2000. Well, I'm, I might say like seven, seven, or seven or eight. eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My bad. What? Hold up. Yes. Yo, other friend Kevin. Yo, shout out to you. Anyways, um, yes, we were in high school. We were just young, dumb, and stupid. You know what I'm saying? Just kidding. I wasn't. But so did, just, did y'all meet through Avery? Yes. Yeah. So okay, let me tell the story. So <laughs> me and Avery were from. We met in gym class. Shout out to Avery, by the way. Uh, you might listen to this. You might not. Who knows? But um, 
Yeah, what the fuck, Avery? Anyways, um, I know where you live. So me and Avery <laughs> met in gym class. <laughs> I mean, he'll be on this podcast one day. He don't think yeah. he will, but he definitely will be. Oh, I will force you. We, might have to bring it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Shingo Line. Anyways, um, <laughs> yes. so me and Avery met in gym class, and one time our friend Bethany was dating Mike, who is uh, another mm-hmm. good friend of ours, one of Kevin's best friends, and he wanted to play some music. And, and, and I knew Avery because he played guitar, and I introduced them through Bethany, and then that's how he met. The whole entire yeah, group. because Mike had posted on on not Facebook on MySpace. Yes, on MySpace. On that's MySpace where it was. That he needed a guitarist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so why, that's how that came to be. So that's literally how like <laughs> that whole group. I, I don't think yeah. I've ever known that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. I really don't think I've. That's ever known that. literally how we all met. I remember the first time I met Kevin. Like specifically. <laughs> we gotta talk about that. Yo. Yeah. We're yeah. like, going to whenever, the show. Yeah. So we were going to a sink in the shoreline. Shore <laughs> Shout out to sink in the shoreline. Was it their first show? Sink in the shoreline in the background for this. Oh my god. I'm MP3s. I will absolutely throw those in the background. Yo, send it to me. I don't. Was it their first show? Uh, it was yes. at a tavern. It was. It Damn, was it first. was the first show. I think show. it was their first show. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It was the first show. Yeah. So Kevin wrote. You drove. Yes, and Allison and was with us as well. Was she? Yes. I just remember I Kevin don't being see, there. You said that. Allison I was with remember. us. I well, promise. Somebody had to have been with us because me and you were in the back seat. Yes. I thought you were. You two were in the front seat. And no, I was in the I, we were in the back seat. Allison I remember was specifically. With us. I remember yeah. exactly where I was. I was sitting next to the passenger, like rear side window. Yeah, I promise. I y'all, are, y'all, are, yeah, I promise. I and do remember that. The reason why I remember specifically is because, like, as we were crossing over, what is it, like Market Street? <laughs> somehow we get on the subject <laughs> of baloney cannons. And like sticking, I no, guess we were being hateful as fuck and just talking about like what the fuck people's cars. That's if you right. Put a piece of yes. Bologna or yes. I don't know if it's true, but if you put a piece of baloney on somebody's car and leave it there for long enough, it will, will take off the paint. Yeah, it's supposed to like fuck up the so car. We were, we were talking we're about like, just we loading up cannon. like um, a baloney <laughs> cannon, <laughs> just going down the street. Like, yeah. a, damn, we should have invented that back then. I wonder if that's the thing. What? Though. We would have got so much hate. I no, not that actually. You, no, we probably should have used it. We would have used it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's how we know Kevin. <laughs> Over a decade now, actually. <laughs> is fucking insane. Yeah. Um, yes. But Kevin, give us some background on you. I know because you weren't born here. So. I, was, uh, I was originally born in California in San Pablo, not San Jose. I used to think it was San Jose for the longest time, but it's not. It's San Pablo. And then we moved to Colorado when I was like five, five or six. And then we moved out here when I was, see, it was 1999, so I was like eight. And then I moved back to Colorado for my freshman year of high school. Then I moved back out here. Then I lived on a boat in South Carolina for a little while. We remember that story. <laughs> you and well, I guess uh, Avery didn't necessarily. No, he, st- he, he, he went down there for like a weekend, and that was the end of the two weeks. Avery was like, that was when we had, we had gotten stuck out on oh, the ocean God. sandbar. I remember that for a few hours, and that was when we got back. I was just like, can I ride home with you? <laughs> <laughs> I remember oh, that, yeah, I remember dude. That. But there's that. Came back up here, then moved to Arizona for about nine or ten months, and then I came back out here in 2011? Yeah. Yeah, because it was was after I went into the Navy, because I was gone whenever you moved back. And here I am. Dude, I love it. And then, done a lot of things in that, but you end up at A&T somehow. I did. And you're studying... I am an English major. Yes. Professional English. Professional English. At the illustrious North Carolina. Yeah, shout out. Cultural 
and technically State University. Yeah, shout out Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he goes to a- uh, A&T, which is HBCU, which is absolutely awesome. And that's going to be kind of the core of this conversation. As you can see, as Kevin is a Caucasian male. All the time. Going to, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going to historically black. White ass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's awesome, though. I think it's freaking awesome and incredible that you go there um, I know a lot of friends who go there my aunt graduated from there probably 10 years ago and she I didn't know I just found out the other day that one of the astronauts that died in the Challenger Explorer yeah. explosion was a uh, Aggie really mm-hmm. yeah I didn't know that I, yeah, I didn't know shout out to Anthony posted, yeah, sh- he posted that on his uh, Snapchat shout out to That's Anthony awesome. Maris dude Anthony fuck you Maris. piece of <laughs> shit you get, we get you on <laughs> we, yeah, we definitely get you on here one day um, but yeah so tell us about you gotta tell us why you chose A&T. Yeah, yeah. like I want well, number one, I want to know why, I, I mean, I feel like I know, but the, the audience doesn't know, like, why English major? Yes, okay, and, both. Okay, so, okay, we can do, we can do both then. Because so, you were at G-Tech for a while, right? Yeah, so I yes. got my associates from G-Tech. Um, when I first started school, I was totally under the impression that I wanted to do um, physics. And then I started hitting those. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I remember that. Fuck this. So I started hitting. I hit Calc one, and I had an awful teacher for Calc one. And uh, then I took a couple physics class. Well, I took a physics class, and I was just like, "This really isn't like. This is cool. I really think it's cool. It's awesome. Like science yeah, is super. Cool. It is. Yeah." But uh, I was like, I don't think this, I don't want to wake up and do this every day, man. Like, this isn't what I want to do. And I had taken, um, because you have to take a couple, like, English classes anyway. And then the other things you can do, you can take some literature classes. So I took, um, I took American Literature 1, which is mostly contact literature, which is, like, when um, Europeans got to America and literally came in contact with Native Americans. And that's, like, the things that they wrote about. And so we were reading that, and um, there was some paper that we had to do. I forget what the... It was some kind of prompt, just like, you know, imagine you were, like, one of those people mm-hmm. that came over here. And I remember writing it, and I was like, this is, like, really fun to, like, think about and write about. And so I was just like, well, maybe I don't really want to do, you know, this physics stuff. Maybe I just want to do, like... Like, I really like thinking about how people interact with each other. So I was like, maybe I'll do something like anthropology, because that's kind of, like, just, like, the study of people. Yeah. So I took an anthropology class, and I was like, this really isn't what I want to do either. But I'd also, the same semester, started taking American Literature 2. And I remember I was writing another paper for anthropology, or I was writing another paper. And I was like, this isn't what I want to do either. It's really like English, like literature. It's like the core of what I like to do. So I switched over to that, and ever since then I've just like actually enjoyed doing the thing so okay so okay I, th- I think it's perfect for you yeah I, mean, I do it, too it knowing so you for the sense. years yeah knowing you you know yeah, you like research sense. you like so. intellectual conversations and you like analyzing things so it kind of makes sense yeah. cool but uh so i got my associates from g-tech and the whole reason i went to yes. a&t was absolutely a selfish reason uh, because our old boss montron graduated from there and i worked with him for six years and i just remember him telling me how great of a school it was you know what a great opportunity he's gotten everything they're like he's on like spring break and his professors are calling him like hey i got you into harvard i just need you to come write this paragraph and he's like i don't, I don't want to go fucking harvard what are you talking about <laughs> but uh but in my mind, I was just like, man, like, if any kind of that, like, opportunity can translate into the English department, like, that'd be awesome for me. Yeah. Like, professional. Yeah, for sure. So I was like, 
I'll go to A&T then. And uh, I never really thought, like, much about it, honestly, because, I mean, I always knew it was a good good school. So it's really, like, as far as I thought about it. And then maybe, like, two semesters into it, I was just like, I'm a white guy at an HBC. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's definitely what I want to talk about, too. So, yeah, definitely keep going with that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It didn't really, like... I don't know, it's kind of weird to think about, because, like, I remember thinking maybe for the first two or three semesters where it was just like, like, man, like, I'm white out here, like, in this HBCU, but I started to realize as time kind of went on that, like, the only person who was, like, really noticing that I was white was me. Yeah. Yeah. So, that kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things, and then I started really, like, getting more steeped into like the culture of the school mm-hmm. which is amazing mm-hmm. and it's really like um it's like this it's just like this really big community where like everybody just wants you to do like the best that you possibly can which sounds kind of like cliche in a way because like i feel like a lot of people that's how they describe their colleges but like it, it runs like deep yeah, deep, yeah yeah deep in that school to the point where it's like first day of every class it's just like hey man put your name in this group me like here's okay. your phone put your name put your number in there you and me were gonna make it, and then the phone starts on one end of the room, hands on the other end of the room. Everybody's in there. Really? Day one, it's just like, let's do this. Like, that's that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good idea for yeah. them to just kind of like dive in there like that. So you never felt any pressure to stay in, or <clears throat> felt any, you know, not a part of the group in any of your classes or anything? No, definitely. I wouldn't say at all. Definitely not. I mean, that's awesome. I think I haven't had any classes where there have been more than two white people mm-hmm. in the class. Yeah. And, like. It's never really been an issue, I would say. I've never, cool. I've never felt like I've been walking around and people have been like, like "What the fuck?" Like, what yeah, saying? well, it's cool because like, and I don't even know if there's a culture shock at all, but like, you kind of were mostly in a lot of white spaces as growing up, you know, in the punk and metal music, and you going to high school in Trinity, which is probably mostly white, and then like, we can just hold over the conversation. <laughs> Get into that. <laughs> no, but then you went to that, and then it's like boom, A and T. So I've always wondered if there was kind of like a oh. You know, not that it's like oh, I'm like I'm comfortable around black people, but oh, like oh, this is crazy. This is kind of weird. I I don't, I don't know. I mean, like I, I was thinking about this earlier, and one thing I definitely noticed is that like I've never seen like a group of people, or even just individuals, honestly, just like work so hard and do so much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and still like act like it's nothing. Yeah. Like act yeah. like they're like this is what I do. Yeah. Like, like I'm doing all these classes. I'm doing all this extracurricular stuff doing all these internships mm-hmm. still going out still have my friends still doing all this other stuff going yeah. homecoming all this stuff and it's just like this is what I do yeah 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 I'm like dude like I'm tired <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like, cool though what do you mean <laughs> yeah yeah for yeah, sure it's, I mean I, I didn't go there obviously I know other people that went there but I think one thing about a school like that is that the culture is so deep mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things that makes it probably the way that you're describing is because there is so much culture there and that's probably why it feels more of like that, uh, I, I guess, family sort of, you know, like everybody's kind of wanting you to do good. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and, and yeah. put your best foot forward. So I love that. It definitely makes sense. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, it really got to, I think there was one point I remember I was walking around campus and I was just like, I was like, I mean, what, like, what right do I really have to, like, come in here and, like, not like I'm taking anything away from anybody, but it's just kind of like, like what am I doing? Like who? Like who do I really think I am coming in here and just like waltzing around like this is nothing? Because like 
the more I like got to know people in my classes and people that go to school, it's just like, you know, for the longest time there wasn't like the idea of like an area where African Americans can get together and do anything for the longest time was just like, nah, y'all ain't gonna do that. Yeah. Like, so yeah. like, or it was the you know, the impression that I feel like for a lot of people that if they did it, usually it wasn't gonna turn into something good. Yeah. Or you know? yeah, it was gonna be like something bad. Yeah, like they were gonna cause trouble or you know, so some it's like stupid shit like that. Yeah. So there's definitely like a level of like. I've taken this for granted, not really understanding it, but like the longer I've gone there, I like really started to realize that like it's a big deal. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a very nationally known school too. So yeah, it is. That's awesome. So as far as you studying literature, how's it how's it been? Oh, it's been wonderful, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't really know where to start with that because yeah, like, yeah, it's so encompassing. Like it really like I mean, like that's why we invented that cave drawings because we wanted to like find a way to connect to each other to want to find a way to like tell these stories that like we've, we've been doing like even if they're just things as simple as like hey here's how we hunt here's the way you're gonna like do this here's the way you're gonna put you know you're gonna chase these antelope or whatever and whatever like whatever yeah, yeah. it comes down to like we as a species want to communicate one yeah. way or the other mm-hmm. so like the fact that we even put anything down on paper is astounding if you think about it yeah yeah for so, sure I mean and then, you know, you get further into it, and it's just like, like, this is crazy. And the thing about literature is that, like, it doesn't, like, exist, like, in a vacuum or anything like that. Like, it just doesn't, like, it doesn't just, like, pop up. Like, it's just this thing that, like, we want to put these things down so people that come after us can read it can read it and understand, like, the things that we've gone through, the things that we've seen. It's just, it's our story. Yeah, like, yeah, know, yeah for sure. Is. I love it, and I love it because obviously we're gonna go over to African American readings, but like African American history is, you know, American history. Yeah, yeah. which is like, yeah, which is something people don't really understand. It's not really taught that well in public schools. Um, I know for me, I was taught that mostly at home. You know, a lot of African American literature, which I'm very grateful for, but a lot of people were not taught, you know, yeah. taught that. So that's that's what I really want to dive into because you're in, you were in that class. Was it last? Uh, semester last semester i don't i think no that was world literature so i'd already i'd finished the two so you had to take african-american literature one and two okay which um which doesn't mean you're not reading african-american literature in any of your other classes but i finished those two my first year and a half my first two years there so i haven't had an actual like african like whereas like this book i haven't had an actual like african-american literature class in like probably about a year yeah something yeah. like that but that still doesn't mean that i'm not reading i mean we read um things fall apart we read uh Great you know, heart of darkness we read um song of solomon there by tony morrison in um in the novel class so i mean it's not like you're not re- not reading african-american yeah literature. yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though you're not in those classes <laughs> right right <laughs> well but that, i think that's pretty cool too because I wonder, I mean, obviously I didn't go to college or anything, but I wonder, like, let's say that you weren't going to A&T and, mm-hmm. like, you went to UNCG or something. Like, I wonder if you would have had that opportunity to read more African-American literature. I think, I mean, I had... I mean, I mean like, you yourself, I think, probably would have. Yes, yeah, the person you are, yeah. But, yeah, because that's the type of person you are, but I think it's cool that, like, in a sense that there is a class just for that because it introduces you to that... If, it, if you were somebody who didn't so yeah. much, you know? So, because there's a lot there that people may not... You know, because I feel like in a regular literature class, like, I, and it maybe it does come up, you know, and maybe there is a lot more African-American literature 
in a regular American literature class yeah, yeah, yeah. that they would bring up compared to having an African-American literature class. Right, you know? right, right, right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think the most, even in, like, an American literature class, the most we read that was African-American was, like, uh, Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl. Um, See, that's what I'm that's saying. Exactly. Yes, we talked about that earlier. Really so, yeah. Like, yeah, so I'm wondering, like, like, let's say you took just a regular, you know, literature, American literature class. Mm-hmm. Like you're not getting unless you go out yourself and and want to read these books, like you're not getting that access to it. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? yeah. So. it probably also depends on who's your teacher. Well, well, was true. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I was gonna say too. Yeah. Is a lot of it depends on who your teacher is and what they decide is not what they decide is American literature, but what they decide they're gonna focus on for that specific semester. Yes. And I mean the other thing about it too is that like, sure, I haven't looked at it, but surely you know UNCG has plenty of like. African American literature. Yeah, they, classes, de- they definitely do. But at A and T, it's a requirement. Like it's yeah. you have to take these. Yeah, which is kind of what I was getting around to. Is yeah. I think it's a good thing that it is. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it then it a lot of people I feel like don't understand the culture because they don't they don't take that time to try to learn about it or you know or go into an African American literature you know book or whatever. So I like the fact that it like forces you to because then it makes you kind of open your mind and it makes you realize, you know, like how, how much good reading is out there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it expands your horizons. It probably changes the way yeah. you see certain people and there's a lot of benefits to, to doing no, that. No, yeah, sure. it absolutely like expands your horizons because, I mean, I was thinking about this earlier too. It's like, like in high school, like your extent of your knowledge of slavery is just like, it's like, yeah, there was slavery for a little while and like it was pretty bad and maybe we shouldn't have done that. And that's yeah. really like yeah. all you really talk about in yeah. high school. It's like yeah. like it sucked for for every it was bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like they try to play it off as but then you start reading these things like these journals that they're writing and you're like, this didn't just suck. Like <laughs> like this was psychological terror. Yes. Physically, mentally, psychologically Dude, absolutely, absolutely. I mean it's just things that like just things that you never even really like think about yeah you know? yeah and it's yeah. just awful like yeah for sure and this was cool is like you plan on teaching mm-hmm. so that's why i'm stoked that you are you know in this class but you wanted to go to collegiate level right yeah yeah so mm-hmm. um i think it's gonna be great because if you teach a class like this you'll definitely probably bring this into your classroom for sure mm-hmm. so yeah tell us about some of the, some some of the breedings you brought today maybe some um, um you stuck know, out to I, was you. Look, I was looking at all this and i'm embarrassed by i don't have a bigger selection now because i always try to keep things that um i have but usually it's like you rent a book and then you have to pay the difference at the end of the semester. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, wow. yeah, I'm still in books. I mean, you know, again, I didn't go to college, but I know that shit is not cheap. Um, It is not cheap. <laughs> I yeah. think it's gone up by like a thousand percent. Dude, it goes up every like year. Since like 1970 or something it's like so that. Insane every year me. it goes up. It's like rent. It's so insane to me. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's why I've had a lot of <laughs> I've had a lot of professors mm-hmm. who they like the first day they're like, "No, I'm not supposed to say this, but first of all, fuck the bookstore." Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. And they'll be like, "If you want to use a PDF, you find it for free. You know, if your neighbor has it, whatever. Like, just get the book one way or another. Yeah. And if you don't get the book, yeah. that's all. Probably not that they would do that it. too. And uh, I mean, even one of my classes last semester was a poetry class, and he was just like, "Here's the book." You can find this all online. Yes, PDFs and all that. Whatever, and we're sitting there, you know, taking tests, and he's just like, got my phone out, got the PDF open. He's just like, 
See, that's freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. I mean, I feel like in this day and age, it'd be hard to not have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, whereas, like, for me, growing up and stuff, like, it would have been a little bit harder. Obviously, we didn't have cell phones to be able to do something like oh, that. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a digital age. We're talking about that, too, actually, reading digital age. So, but, yeah, uh, yeah tell, tell us about uh, some of the readings you brought. Um, so, this is a collection of the uh, African-American literature. This is the third edition, volume two, of the Norton Anthology. Ooh. Norton Anthology, I think, is pretty much what everybody uses in school when it comes to like just trying to get a big selection of things because I mean you got like world literature you got African American literature American literature British literature you know so much fucking literature but mostly it's like the Norton Anthology like I haven't had a single literature class where I haven't had at least one of these books in there and these books are really cool and really good because I mean you see how like well, I don't know if the camera can tell but like I mean, this text is so tiny. Oh and my this, god! So this, this is like a collection of yeah books within this. So this yeah, so this is page fourteen ninety four. Oh but hell no! Yeah, so this one specifically has a bunch of like poetry, and then you got a bunch of plays that are in here. And you got that's whole, dope. Yeah, you got a whole that bunch of stuff. Cool. And what's really cool about these lot, is that though. it gives you a lot of context. Jesus, that before, shit is so uh, small. Jesse <laughs> can't see it. Like I really <laughs> just did not. My lazy got in the way. So. <laughs> my lazy got in the way. <laughs> No, but for real, like I yeah. But I mean, what's like, what's, like what's I was saying, and then he opened that shit up, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But this is just like, and you know, they got photos too. So. Oh, okay. Oh, like, there's pictures. Lot, so. I love pictures. But yeah, but they give you a really good like context about everything too, and so they they break it up into time periods. So they'll give you like a context about the time period, and then you start talking about the author. They'll tell you about their life, their experiences, you know, the things that they wrote, if they if they died, how they died, where they died, when they died, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, a really big thing about literature is not just the literature itself; it's the context in which it was created. So I mean, it's really important to have. It's really cool that these books put that in there. Um, this is things fall gonna, apart we're gonna go through all of these yeah <laughs> but really if you want to talk about things fall apart you gotta talk about heart of darkness first because okay. it's very i would say widely accepted me and my you know not bachelor having a uh opinion but i would absolutely say that things fall apart is a direct answer to heart of darkness so if i guess if people don't know heart of darkness is a book by joseph conrad that's still super controversial okay, okay. which is i don't know if i want to say super controversial but it's, it's still one of the more controversial books out there because this is a story about a man who goes to congo and you know he's a white guy he goes to congo and he's literally describing all these people as like beasts and savages and wow. he's like he's like yeah they're being you know carted around in shackles you know they don't they're just not like on the same level but civilized Civil, people yeah they're not yeah, civilized yeah. and the other thing about it too is and you know I should have looked up when this book was written 1902 yeah that's what I was going to ask was how yeah yeah how 19, 1902 so okay. like again okay. like the context like I was mentioning like it's really important the context that the book was written because you know he's writing this book and then he's sending this back to you know England, where, where are we? He's sending it back to white America. Right, 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 right. And, but he's sending it back. Sending it back to white America. But he's sending it back to white people, and they're and people who have never been in the Congo before, and they're reading this stuff. And yeah. They're just like, yeah. that's how they are. That, that's the opinion that these people get. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the question is like, is he a racist? Because it's not literally Joseph Conrad. Well, he did go to the Congo, but the story isn't literally him. It's another character, but it mirrors a lot of his experiences in the Congo. So it's just kind of mm -hmm. like 
is this what you experienced and this is this how you feel or is this how your character feels you know what's really going on here but regardless it's coming back to all these other people who've never been there this is the stuff they're reading and they're just like oh thank god we went to the congo and like civilized those people down there oh damn, you know damn yeah yeah for sure so so you have that kind of stuff and then you have things fall apart by Chinua Achebe, who is writing all this, uh, he's from Nigeria, and he's writing this book, and he's taking the time to, like, lay out, like, he's pretty much saying, like, listen, motherfucker, let me tell you just how civilized we are. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? yes, he's yes. He's like, here's how, like, deep and strong our culture is, you know, here's the kind of people that we are, so, I mean. That's awesome. That's such a great book. I Take notes, people, these books are really good. Um, this is Song of Solomon by Toni Morrison. Which she's just a fantastic writer, man. I mean, I've, there are very few people who've ever like really, really deeply impressed me when I've been reading a book, and this is absolutely one of them. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a really good book. It, I could go into it for days, but I mean, there's a, there's a whole lot to unpack in that. Book. <laughs> give us give us a brief yeah, yeah, brief synopsis. Like a, so I mean, it's basically about this character. Um, is it Milkman? Should I should have reviewed this, but his name in the book is Milkman. And he's just going on this whole story of, um, you know what? I don't really remember. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about Hope you're this. Like, to this. It's funny because it's right. But it's like it's funny. Like you remember how a book ends. You remember how it starts. But then you kind of sit down and someone yeah, I'll give you that it, one. And yeah. It's like you know what? I don't really remember because I read it once and. I just remember it being fantastic. I don't remember. Yeah. It I bet that book was a bunch of AR points. Bunch of, you did, oh, you didn't do a celebrated reader. Did you have air points when you were in school, Dusty? I think so, but I don't. Heather's shaking her head, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. Heather, Dusty can't read, so you probably don't. <laughs> I can read. See, the funny thing is, is like I'm. I really love like just reading in literature and I'll stuff fuck like with that. You. Anyway, yeah. I know, but I mean, a lot. Like I haven't read many books at all. Right. You've read a lot of books. I mean, I've read some, read but I mean, not. I feel like compared, obviously, you know. What was your favorite book? But Twilight. Twilight. No, actually, um, so you didn't read Twilight? No, I did. Yeah, I did. But it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. I did read it, and I'm not gonna lie. I mean, as far as like a fantasy type book, I mean, it wasn't bad. But uh, except for like the second one, it was awful. But um, what team are you? Hamlet was. Uh, Hamlet's probably the like my most favorite thing that I've ever read. I'm actually, I thought it was Othello for a second, but it is Hamlet. No, it is Hamlet. Okay, cool. I, because yeah. I just yeah. thought it was just so genius for it. It has comedy romance yeah. like that death darkness to it yeah. like I absolutely love it was one of the only things that I read in school that I read like way ahead of what we were supposed to yeah you got into it yeah and so I was so excited about it that then I was just like ruining it for other people you need to shut the hell up <laughs> I'm like no this shit is great you need to fucking read this book no I mean I I don't know yeah, books are good Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, well, you mentioned Othello though, and it just made me remember that like Othello was so great because you have that character Iago who is just like is literally evil for the sake of being evil. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, he's, yeah. he's probably yeah, yeah. the greatest like evil character of all time, and like the whole time he's just coming up with all these like tricks he's playing, all these like ways he's gonna weave his his lies and the things. And then in the end, when he gets caught, he's just like, "Yep, I'm not saying anything anymore." There it is. Yeah, that's wild. He's like, hey man, why'd you do this? Because. Because. <laughs> you know what I said? Because. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. 
That's awesome, though. What about what, what is uh, that one right here? That's embarrassing, man. I can't believe it. It's all good, Joe, dude. You're you're professor as soon as this is over, you're going to remember it. I mean, it's the same way with like movies or TV shows. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, that one episode or that one movie was so good. I can, I can come out of a yeah, movie and be like, yeah, we have before. And like, <laughs> like, we go see, you know, like one of the Avengers movies or something that we yeah, both really yeah, like. Yeah, and sure. you're like, yeah, that one scene. It's just like with that guy, and it's like it's like what the fuck? It's like I feel like I know what you're talking about, but it was good either way. It was a great movie. You know that is that's a bad thing, and I remember doing a lot with this book specifically that I do when I read is that I'll I'll start reading a paragraph, and then my eyes will just jump to the end of the page, and I'll read the first half of the last paragraph, and then I'll jump back up and finish the first paragraph, and I won't have any idea what the fuck I'm reading. (laughs) Like I'll turn the page, and I'm like, what? Like what just happened? And like. And then, like, or I'm like 15 pages later, and something like a big plot point happens, and we're talking about it in class, and they're just like, "Yeah, you know, this happened," and like, you know, that ties back to this, and I'm like, "Oh," fuck and you're like, "What the fuck?" Oh, fucker, man. Like, no, it's fucking. I mean, like, <laughs> like, wait, what version of the book did I get? Because I don't remember this shit. So what the hell? What the fuck are you talking? About? Damn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's this last one? That's what it is. This the is thicky. another anthology of uh, this is of African literature specifically, so not necessarily African American literature, but African literature. So, okay. Okay. You know, uh, Chino and Chebe is definitely in here too. But I had a uh, my professor for this was from uh, Nigeria as well. Dope. So it was do- yeah, it was dope. Really? Like, had, Damn. Yeah. See, that's badass. Yeah. But uh, this has a lot of like South South African. I mean, they they start with like the. Um, how that is an oral tradition before we started writing things down. So it started with the oral tradition and how that um, changed over time, and then it starts going into like they, they section it off into like northwest, east, South Africa, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. like the writers from there, the things they're talking about, where it's like it's just a wealth of information. Yeah. Man. Like I mean, we all came from Africa. Anyway. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, for sure, for sure, for sure. But yeah, but it, it's really dope. So I mean, if anybody ever gets a chance to like. You probably find this at like a thrift store or something, or like a or Ed McKay or your local bookstore. Yeah, Sponsor me, y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not Ed McKay anymore. Oh, McKay. It's just McKay. Okay. Now. Right. All right. Really? Yeah. They have guitars and shit in there now. It's Dude, crazy. They got everything. I don't. Yeah. The last time I went into, after they moved locations yeah. to the bigger yeah. place, like I went in there and I was like, Dude, it's gargantuan. It was almost like a little like thrift book store mall, mall yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean like their video game selection was huge huge and I was like, yeah dude they have the uh, they've got like this huge collection of magic cards in there too and every time i'm in there, there's always like three or four dudes sitting down they're just sifting like, <laughs> and i mean there's like probably like a thousand cards in there they're like i'm gonna find that card like, dude you ain't gonna find shit in there. and ain't nobody gonna accidentally donate a thousand dollar card yeah they have those people they know what they have they're not gonna give away those cards that's insane, dude. That's awesome, though. And obviously, those are some. Actually, no, I saw Malcolm X. You got, you got. What's that one right oh, here? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is another thing we had to read for. Um, what was that class? It was a three hundred level class. It was. Um, I think it was just something, something about writing, like how, like how to write comp- composition. Yeah. I don't remember some some level, but but it was. This was just talking about like how when Malcolm X, you know, went to jail and he started, he started reading more and he mm-hmm. felt like going to jail was a really positive thing for him because he started to read more yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which he, like as he was reading more he started to realize that like there's more there's this huge wealth of information out there in books mm-hmm. and like that's what's going to help him like you know get through it um and then a lot of these other things that i've got here are just what are called literacy narratives and mm-hmm. they're just mostly about like just little snippets of, like people's lives and these ones specifically are all about how 
people how African Americans relate to their blackness and how it like impacts their experience in the world. So I mean, a much a lot more like mind eye opening things. <laughs> like third that's, eye. That's opening. really awesome. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing some of those sometime if you uh, if you wouldn't mind because yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Have you, have you read um Michael Metz? Not a whole lot, honestly. Just like this stuff here, and then whatever. Um, we might just be talking about that day. Yeah, not, like, I'll let you borrow. Not a whole lot's been like assigned. Or You're gonna leave my house with it. It's fine. It's absolutely amazing. No it was mind blowing of what what he's done with his life. You know, it's pretty crazy. But that's awesome, though. That's those classes sound really, really insightful. Yeah, they really are, and, and it's a crazy thing too, because like the the professors themselves are just so like just so involved yeah like, yeah, it, yeah and it's not to say that professors anywhere else aren't as involved as they are at a and but like I, and it's just they do crazy shit man i believe it's Dude, just the, that's sick the culture in in any aspect of the way that you want to use the word culture yeah and it's great i've never had a professor dismiss an entire class because only three of us had printed out it might have even been this one right here but we were supposed to <laughs> oh lord we were supposed to print it out and bring it to class and then he asked us you know take it out put it on the table there was like 12 of us in that class and it was like me and two other people took it out and he was just like all right well if you do, if you have and you can leave you're done for the day hell yeah wow like, that's cool and he's like that's an absence you're you're unprepared for class oh, oh yeah. and so they left and then we had class for the next hour and 15 minutes and but like three of you guys with three of us and then they got to the end and he was just talking to us and i was just like it's like man i've never seen somebody just miss an entire fucking class <laughs> so like, Dude, i'm with it. to that because said, i'd yeah. be like I, like i'm not gonna waste my time mm. and obviously you know i'm wasting yours if you don't care enough i'm getting paid regardless yeah so, so yeah so. i think that first day first day of class he was just like i'm the only person from my family that's graduated college i got my doctor this is real for me yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. for you yeah, yeah it's real for me yeah We're see that's shit. awesome dude I fuck and with after that. he did that he was like i guarantee you it won't happen again never did dude <laughs> i love that so it was a pretty intense course load as far as all your professors i love that well see and i bet you it made all those other students too like respect him more and hopefully the other teachers like, just too. because it was like like he actually gives a shit you know yeah. like he cares yeah. about this and what he's yeah. trying to teach us that's a really big inspiration honestly man because one of the things that i never heard a professor say this either but he said one of the things that he takes pride on every semester is getting at least one student to drop out really yeah and so you know that sounds like counterintuitive but he's just like some people don't want to be here some yeah. people don't need to be weed them out yeah. and, and so he just whenever he gets people to drop out he gets so excited because he says they come back in like a semester and they're just like hey man like thank you yeah. you know telling me I didn't need to be here yeah because like, college isn't for everybody it's really not like, it's, not, it's not you don't have to go to college it's yeah rule to go to college well and then not every class in college is it's for everyone everybody. too so just badass yeah. so you also mentioned in the notes so before I'm um, doing this critical thinking and critical analysis yeah. so as far as related to these classes how did that look um I, first of all i think that critical thinking should be thought in thought it should be taught <laughs> it should be critical thought as, as be much taught. as possible <laughs> but no critical thinking really should be taught in every class yeah because yeah. i mean critical thinking at its core is really just thinking about the way that you think mm -hmm. and so the real question you need to ask yourself is why do i think the way that i think okay and so I remember another English class, English 112, I had a G-Tech. Um, she slapped down some kind of article in front of us, and she was just like, all right, read this, tell me what you think. Read it, told her what we thought. She's like, all right, read it again. Okay. Okay. I'm like, well, now what do you think? I think this. All right, read it again. 
And then, you know, she's like, what are the biggest points in this thing? We're like, it's this, this, and this. She's like, no, nah, read it again. Wow. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you guys keep reading at the surface level. Okay. You're not thinking about what you're actually reading. Okay. okay. So I think that really put, like, she put the fear of God in me, man. like <laughs> That's awesome. But I mean, it's a really, she's right, though. Like, you can't just read something once. And be like, I got it. Yeah, like, yeah. I agree. I, I read, definitely I read agree. This one, yeah. so I don't got it. Man. I feel like that relates to so many other things in life. That's what I like yeah. about it. That definitely. And that's what I'm saying. Trans- like, it shouldn't translates. just be like an English thing. It should be. It should be for everything. Yeah, like, I, I try to, and and sometimes you can get in a little trouble, like thinking too much mm-hmm. and about things and overthinking things. And mm-hmm. I have that problem, but I, I try with a lot of things to critically think about it like yeah. not just to think of it on the surface level yeah and it's that and i mean it, it it's simple and it's complex at the same time because it's just it could be little things like whenever you have a problem come up it's just like how am i going to solve this problem if you're not capable of like critically thinking about a the outcome or b how you're going to like do whatever you need to do you're not going to get as far as that you need to and you're going to yeah. be stuck in this like circle of like just- trying to solve all these problems that aren't really yeah. problems or yeah. just challenge yeah. like one thing that i used to like to do my teachers used to hate me for it was that they'd be like, okay, this is how you solve this problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my goal is to figure out how I can solve this problem <laughs> in a different way just to do it. Like, because I'm like, I don't want it. I didn't want it to be like, okay, I've got to do it this way because you said that's the way to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, right. like I wanted to find, even if it was a longer, <laughs> you know, more drawn out way, like that was me, you know, and like just in the simple fact or sense of just asking why like to things like to me that's critical thinking. that's critical thinking and like, analysis. instead of just being you know that got me in trouble a lot yeah. you know as i was younger is it like okay well why is it like this yeah and people for some reason hate when you want the explanation i don't i've never understood that like why not think deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper it's like it's a credit thing you know it's a credit method you know i think that's very important as far as analysis or critical thinking so yeah that's weird that people got mad at you for that that is weird why are you yeah, asking no, me questions? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. you know, I think obviously that's circumstantial because of what they may be going through throughout the day, you know. Mm-hmm. But there are also people that it's not circumstantial and they're just like, quit asking me questions. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think people should ask more questions. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it? You know, I feel like that's a lot of, you know, talking about African Americans and African American literature. I think that's why a lot of people, you know, are maybe not necessarily racist but because they were raised that way they didn't ever you know think like why does it have to be like this yeah, like just yeah. because my mom and dad said so exactly or my grandparents said so exactly like ask why find out for yourself like you know yeah, yeah. do some critical thinking <laughs> see i love that what about the analysis part is that kind of going the same that, well that's really more of a like um a literary thing honestly it's it's more like knowing how to critically think about what you're reading mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a sense so it's like um without any kind of like like without any kind of critical analysis you wouldn't have had a response to heart of darkness from gino chubby because like you, you know you read this and you're just like this isn't true mm-hmm. like there's no way this is true yeah. so like let me tell you like the reality of the situation so i mean if you're not like sitting down and critically thinking about what you're reading you're just going to fall prey to like whatever that person's telling you yeah so, yeah that's awesome. When you read these texts, <clears throat> did you use any other methods to kind of understand what you're reading more? There are a million different 
damn literary methods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was wondering because... I absolutely don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what works best for you, though? Like, yeah. what Have you found yourself, like, with certain methods that you're like, okay, this works for me, and I, I you know, this has helped me out. I do, a, I do a lot of... I pay attention to... Whenever, like, a character does a certain thing, I pay a lot of attention to, like, their personality, I guess. So yeah. whenever it starts, like getting into later like when you're deep into the story and you know this character starts doing things that aren't really you know lining up with the character's personality that's either a intentional or b is bad writing (laughs) (laughs) true (laughs) but i mean it's it's the whole idea about i mean honestly i feel like you know reading literature and studying literature is just you're just honing your skill at finding out patterns Mm -hmm. like i think that's why an English major is actually more applicable to the real world than a lot of people think it is because I mean a lot of those like analysts and stuff like really an English major it just kind of says like I know how to think (laughs) like I know how to analyze things more important I think it's much needed now probably more so than ever (laughs) I mean that's because I you know there's a lot of younger generations that are growing up where they don't they don't do any of this yeah you know what I'm saying and like it's very sad and you can tell with just I don't know just talking to people who are kind of younger than we are just you can just tell like it's just such yeah, a disconnect you can, well I mean I'll, I'll stop to you know to me kind of thinking in the way that I think like we were talking about like I will ask myself like why is this person doing this like sometimes I'm like am I just at that point like my parents were where it was like you know the shit that we used to hear from them we're like yeah okay whatever yeah and we're just at that point where it's like you know it's the same thing <laughs> or is there really a difference in generations you know and i think it's probably a little bit of both yeah yeah I you know especially with you know with technology being the way that it is today it's just so many people like i feel like want it and they want it now mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's like I, I don't want to have to work to get it, you know. Things, like yeah. I don't want to have to go through, you know, this whole thing to find out what actually happens, or you know, or something Spark like that. Knows but, com, man. It's got everything. Yeah, that I, is I, don't even, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. Yeah, but, it, it, no, it, it, it is. is. But to me, I mean, that was, you know, again, I, I didn't read a whole lot, but that was one of the things that I loved about reading was that it's, you know, the journey. Yeah. Like going through all of the different things, you, you like the different chapters, and like, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely, mm-hmm. like. Uh, Another one that I read, you know, this is a little off topic, but uh, Count of Monte Cristo, like for whatever okay. reason, that yeah. one for me was just like, I've, I've got to keep reading because I want to know what happens, you know, yeah. like, yeah. I feel like I've invested and put myself in this story yeah. and I want to know like how it ends. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, all that obviously depends on the text, you know, not everyone's interested in the same things, but I mean, True. I think yeah. people need, do need to take you know, a thorough approach to what they're, you know, reading and, you know, ingesting you know yeah. mentally and stuff like no, that I mean, no matter what you're reading like it's still it, it's still like a skill like it's like a muscle that you have to like work out like mm-hmm. it's, it's still something that you need to like continually do yeah so i mean it doesn't really matter too much like what you're reading i don't think as long as you're not just like taking it all at face value and you know right. only thinking about the surface level like like we were talking the other day about um huckleberry finn yes like yes and it was just like you know it's 2019 like why are we still reading this but like you know asking that kind of question is more of a dismissive because you don't want to do it like mm-hmm. you don't want to sit down put the time in to read it but like the real question is you know why are we still reading this in 2019 is because people still talk like this yes and right. like that mm-hmm. and if you're not mm-hmm. you know, thinking about that on any kind of up, you know below surface level like you're not realizing that 
So then you're not realizing that like there's still an issue in you know the world today is that yeah. people yeah. are still Absolutely. walking around talking like it's like just it's like that, yeah. like yeah. out in the open, and yeah. everyone's just like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, oh. which I mean, I, I do think that you know we're gradually getting closer, you know, gradually, but. And I think one of that's one of the really good things about like this being more of an information age and it all being out there and available, yeah. is that they do have to you know like when, again when we were growing up, we had our parents and our friends and textbooks, you know like now you can literally pick up. I mean obviously you need to make sure you're you know looking at your sources. Well, that's what I was gonna to say. To make sure you're not just you know again absolutely. doing that face value because yeah. a lot of people still do that shit and it mm-hmm. absolutely just pisses me off sometimes yeah well that kind of ties into the whole like i mean the whole digital age like it is awesome that there's so much information readily readily available so easily available out there but at the same time there's so much false information so but see that's why available at the same time so this kind of ties in a little bit too but uh the book of Eli, the movie. Yes. Mm. yes. Like, I love that movie so much just because of the message that they showed that, like, when, if there was to be, like, a post-apocalyptic world and they're burning all these books because they know that whoever has that information is going to have the power. Exactly. And especially with religion and, like, the Bible, mm-hmm. was it, like, he knew that you could have that control over people. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, like I was thinking about it earlier when you were talking about this Heart of Darkness book, you know, like back in 1902, you know, and he sends this back, you know, people are looking at this and they're just saying, okay, well, this must be the way it really is. Yeah. You know, like that's how powerful a book can be, mm-hmm. you know, so. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought there. Thing that Sorry. Something, no, something. <laughs> no, but that's <laughs> a very good as point. As we were talking, it was something I was like, oh, I need to like go off of that now. I've already forgotten it. <laughs> so, I mean, thanks. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, Dusty? <laughs> Damn. But one thing I want to, before we scoot from the subject and go more into the digital um, age of reading. So, I want to, you look in 20 years and you have your classroom. I'm going to cross my fingers that that happens. I know it's going to happen. It'd be awesome. So, you going through this curriculum and going through A&T, what does your curriculum look like when you're teaching American history or American literature? Whatever you teach, are you going to, how are you going to make sure this is in your 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 classroom i mean like you said earlier like african-american you know literature and history is american literature and history so it's really important that you don't um leave that out and it's even more important that you don't a whitewash it or b water it down right that's what i really wanted to make sure that yes because you you really need to understand just like how awful and how bad this whole kind of thing was and i mean I, that's what i feel like i said earlier like high school where you don't really you don't really get that kind of idea like nope. it gets super glossed over and then it's on to the next one and then you know you got people telling you that you know the civil war is about states rights so, right right yeah states rights have slaves but, you know, right whatever but um i don't know man i just think you need to be you just need to introduce things to people and you'd be like here's this go read it you know tell me what you thought and yeah. then we can have a discussion about it and if i think there's something that maybe you need to pay more attention to like here's what i think you need to pay more attention to and i think it's um i was thinking earlier too like like how i keep saying that you don't really realize like just how bad it is um i remember one of the things we were reading and i want to say it was marcus garvey and forgive me if i'm wrong but he was talking about he was just talking about slavery in general and and you know you hear a lot of the argument people are just like oh slavery's existed forever and like it's not just a racist thing and blah 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 and it's like like yeah, like slavery has existed forever, and and you know this thing that he's writing, he's like, 
you know, yes, existed forever. You know, Jews were slaves. You know, mm-hmm. Everybody's you mm-hmm. know, slaves, one way or the other. You know, Greeks had slaves. Romans had slaves. But he's saying, you know, the reason for that slavery is a little bit different than the reason for that slavery in America. And it's like, you know, even in like, in Rome, like say, like ancient Rome, you know, you get conquered and now you're slaves. It's not like any kind of racial thing. Yeah. It's just like it's still bad. It's yeah, still yeah, awful. yeah, yeah, for sure. But even even in that situation, there's still like a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, because there's still a way you might be able to get yourself out of slavery. Right. Like you might be able to buy your way out. Mm-hmm. You, know, you might be able to win your way out. You know, whatever you can become, you have the ability to become a free man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. slavery in America, there there was no ability. <laughs> to yeah. Become a free no, man. you're you're fucked. Yeah, it's yeah. it. Like, so it's all you know. Right? Yeah. It's just that's just terrifying. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Like it's it's just yeah. I think it's great they're going to teach that. I wish teachers because there's such a disconnect in the public school system. You know, even as I grew up, because if it wasn't for my my family, my mom, I wouldn't know half the things I know. Yeah. You know, and I wish that that were different for kids coming up. Because I think you know, I think a lot of the why things are so bad racially is because there's no education. Absolutely. You know, you know, you hear one thing and then you kind of they gloss over it and you get really no actual history of you know mm. just how great and amazing black people are shout out yeah. to black people everywhere <laughs> um but you know but yeah. what, what's sad too is that um even in these classes i'm taking like at this hbcu in these african-american literature classes a lot of the people in there too are just like i didn't know that yeah. like i had no idea exactly yeah, like exactly. black people they, they, yeah. had, they had no clue yeah. mm-hmm. so that's incredible yeah and that's that's crazy yeah like it's like yeah well, yeah. I mean, I can't say anything not knowing it either, but it's just like, how, like, what do you mean we didn't know that? Like, why, why didn't we know that? Yeah, and it's we, it's a we, like, it is really we. It's a we, like, yeah. you know, why mm-hmm. didn't we know about this? Because you got to go through extra lengths to learn black history, and that's ridiculous. But, yeah. hell yeah, Kevin, I love that. Professor Kevin, I want to come oh, in your yeah, classroom yeah, I one day. Absolutely, <laughs> dude, you know we are, dude. We like, are. Okay, you're gonna come, gonna come sit in. Absolutely, and fact check everything. And we like, okay, he knows what he's talking about. Like, uh, that's <laughs> a lie. Professor. But yeah, I love that. So let's just jump into the reading digital age and why people should just read fundamentally and recreationally. You know what I'm saying? You know. So, and there's also a disconnect there too because I don't. I won't say a lot of people I know don't read, but I don't. I don't think it's as as much as I think there should be reading. Yeah. You know. So, do you do you recreationally read? Not as much as I should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, admittedly, I do bring a book to work, and I do usually end up reading like maybe for about thirty minutes. I'll I'll read while I'm at work, but you know, usually you know you're at work working all day. It's just like yeah. Uh huh. That was just Does the GoPro. Mean? Yeah. I think the battery died. My battery died, guys, so we'll figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fully charge it, so I was just like, so you oh, get yeah, some of this interview. 68%, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we got this. It was, du- it was, it was Dusty's fault. <laughs> no, fuck that. That wasn't Dusty's fault. So anyway, I got extra batteries. Yeah. So Look. move on to the um, the uh, iTunes and Spotify. <laughs> 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 yeah. You can't catch the rest of this. My computer didn't well, die, this so the, we're good. This is the part yeah. you had to pay for. Yes. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's the Patreon. So five bucks a month, you can listen to the rest of the. <laughs> We're hungry, anyways. Um, but yeah, so why do you why do you think that is? Are you any uh, you know as far as a community, like as far as a whole, why do you think that's not a, a thing? I think people. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just I think you know, growing up when you're a kid and like if you're reading a lot, people are looking at you funny. Yeah, and, and you're like because you, they they take that 
personally. Like they like you know, like who who are you reading so much? Like you're not smarter than me. I think yeah. that's what it boils down to. Yeah, is and because this is a improper education from a young age. Like people aren't taught that like reading is is not really just cool, but like mandatory. Yeah. Like, yeah. You have to know how to read. You have yeah. to know how to think about these things, or you're going to make your life a million times harder than it has yeah. to be. Yeah. So I think it gets to a point where you know some people get kind of left behind, and then they see these other people who you know aren't being left behind, and it makes them angry because it makes them feel as if they're not smart enough. Yeah. So I think that is what a lot of like bullying kind of stems from. So then you know then you have this kid who's thinking it's cool to read, and now they're getting bullied all the time, and they're like, well, I'm not going to read anymore. Yeah, that you know, I actually have seen that yeah, happen like, for sure. I'm getting my ass kicked every day. Fuck books. Yeah, for sure. But then that translate it goes that translates into the, you know the college level. And then you get people in there. We were talking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. We're like, you get people in there, and you know it's their turn to read, and you're like, fuck, they can't this, read. It's fucking damn, guy. really? Like, yes. That, like, I've had that in college. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you're literally at a university. And yes. somebody's like, wow, Strug- I didn't know that. still struggling yeah. with the word island. Yes, island. island. Yeah. Like, I, that just baffles me. I mean, you know, to kind of go along with that, and, and this is just with the public in general, mm-hmm. and just people in general, is that, like, I'm super, like, anal about, like, people using the cor- correct, like, Pronunciation and stuff like that. Like, yeah, believe I, me, I we call know. People out on this shit. Believe all the time. me, <laughs> we know. So like when I hear people it's use crazy. sentences, <laughs> when I hear Meanwhile. people use sentences, sometimes that I'm just like, what? Like, how did you well, get this far in life? You know what's great about that though. At the same, <laughs> like no, <laughs> like I'm dead serious. Like I know far. that sounds terrible, but I'm just like, like how. Like you know what I'm saying? Like how did you like how, did you how do people take you seriously? I guess like, so. <laughs> <laughs> but then I have to think about it too. Is like okay, what what went wrong? Yep. Like at some point something went wrong to where this person wasn't taught and and got the education that they should have. How important it is to 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 read? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that I was in the public schools anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know what I'm I saying? mean, because I feel like it it got at some point like I. Heather and I were just talking about this not too long ago, but that there's so many schools nowadays, I feel like that it's like, you know, the don't leave a kid behind, you know, it's like, oh, no, I feel yeah, like no, they're too behind. worried about like wanting to look good as a school for not failing kids. Yeah. When like, if a kid legit needs to be left behind because he cannot Comprehend. be at the same yeah. level yeah, yeah, with yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Like then they, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to say that like, you know, we're trying to single them out or be negative about it, but it, your life is going to be that much harder whenever you get older. Yeah. Because we decided that, you know, whatever, we'll just put you through. Yeah, we'll get you through. Well, you know, George Carlin had a joke about that, and it was something something along the lines of just, like, if you don't find out that you're a loser early on in life, it's going to be a very rude awakening <laughs> when you're, like, 30. <laughs> yeah, and, dude, and, and your boss see, calls you in the yeah. room and yeah. just, like, pack yeah. your shit, you're a fucking loser, get that's out. Dude, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of Fact, what I'm saying. Dude. Like, I just, I mean, it, it drives me fucking crazy at work. Like, we've got people there that I'm just like, how do you not, like, you know, like everybody says now, you know, that, you know, common sense is not so common anymore. It's really not. You know, and it's and it's not. And, you know, obviously, you know, I, I don't know where I was going with that, but it, it <laughs> just, it's, it's so annoying. Like, nothing, we talked about this, you know, on the last episode or on, you know, my episode that the one thing that I will judge you by is you stupid. know is stupidity yeah. you know yeah. and I, yeah. 
And a lot of it is like sometimes I legit feel sorry for them because it it's probably the fact that they didn't get the education that they should have got. Exactly. You know, and their or their family couldn't afford to send them to school or, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. yeah. But on the other hand, in this day and age, it's so easy to access information that's like that that exactly I feel like that's when to. it's your fault. Yeah. That you know, then you can't necessarily blame everybody else. Like yeah. if you want to, you know, to be better or you know to know more or educate yourself, there's so many tools out there now. It's unbelievable mm-hmm. for you to be able to do that, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is free. Yeah, absolutely. So. You know what I'm saying? We have the libraries, and you have the smartphones, where you have the apps, news apps that you can you read. Know, I and found out that. the other day, this is not out of left field, but there are more libraries in the United States than there are McDonald's. Really? Really? That's cool. I know that. That no is cool. way! I love libraries. Including all the, like, um, libraries at, like, you know, universities and stuff like that, there's more of, I think there's, like, roughly a thousand more than there are McDonald's. Good. No shit. <laughs> I love, libraries are underrated. Oh my gosh, library cards are free, and you, the whole world is there. Really, it sucks. You gotta wait till you're 13 to be able to get onto the internet by yourself. Really? Well, oh, yeah. at least at the library. At the library. Yeah, yeah. At the library. Oh, well, I guess that, that does kind of make sense. Then you got your mom hanging out, and just like. <laughs> this is also kind of off topic, but do you remember when like internet cafes were the thing? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, I do. Like something made me think about it the other day. I don't know if I passed something that it was like that or like, but it's it's crazy to me to think that like the in small towns, like tiny ass little towns across the country, mm-hmm. like there's still these you know like probably internet cafes that exist oh i mean it's crazy man i mean i remember um when we were living in colorado and my mom was taking some uh because we lived out in the fucking nowhere in colorado (laughs) i mean there were um i think there were under 300 people in that town oh my god i mean yeah like you're not lying yeah you knew everybody (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah all everyone's business but um I just remember, she, well, when she was telling, I was too young to remember, but when she tells this story, she's talking about how when she was in um, taking like community college classes or whatever, she didn't have um, a computer or internet or anything. So she would have to go to the public library and then call the classroom from their phone and they would put the receiver down on a desk and then she would have to try to listen to the teacher in that classroom teaching the class to everybody else who's physically Jeez. there. <laughs> and she's taking her tests, and she's going. She has to go to the library. The librarian is the proctor there, making sure that she's not cheating. And she's filling out this test, putting it into an envelope, and mailing it to Denver. Yeah, which yeah. is like three hours away. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, that's wild though. But in relation to that, like I don't know. I feel like some people, some people like keeping people dumb though. You know, it's kind of to their benefit. Is like I don't know. I feel like. It's like a power thing. Yes. Like they want to keep They people, want like, you. They, they're, keep, yeah. you know, all these TV shows and all these this and that, well, this and that. those people. Because, yeah, it's true, though. <laughs> without that information in these books, you people will be probably a lot more in control of, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that know? kind of goes back to like what we were yeah. talking about with the Book of Eli. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. yeah. Information is power. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. People, I, it's it's incredibly unfortunate that, that people are like that. That it's like they do want to keep them dumb. Yeah. It's I mean, and I see it on a day to day basis too. Where, you know, if somebody doesn't know how to do something and they try to ask somebody, you know, how how do I do it? What do I do? Mm-hmm. And they give them like the short, you know, like don't even teach them exactly the steps yes, they need to know. Exactly, exactly. It's just like it, you know, it's right here, you know, yeah. or. Just do this. Yeah. So how do you? Yeah, go? And that shit drives me crazy. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, when I was being, you know, this is a little off topic, but when I was being taught how to do my job where I work, 
uh, like you start off at the back counter and then you move up to the front counter. Like the guy that was teaching me was like, he knew his information. I don't think it was so much a power thing, but you know, he knew his stuff. He had been there for years and I would be like, Hey, you know, how do I find this? And they're like, Oh, it's over in this drawer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, how do how do I go about actually finding this myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like sure. you know, because you're not always going to have those people there, and and I want to learn that way. Yeah. But yeah, it's I, it really does suck, and it's disappointing yeah. that there are still people out there that that want to have that power. Yeah, that's all people to know for this. To, the takeaway from this is that reading absolutely is power, and you it's crazy how much of a step ahead you are if you do fundamentally and recreationally read. No matter what you're reading, yeah. you can be reading Vogue magazine every day. Yeah. You know well, what I'm I mean, saying? Language and power has always, yes. always been a thing. Exactly. I mean, even if, if you think back when, because um, for a while, you know, not a whole lot of people read or could uh, speak Italian, and the Bible was written in Italian mm -hmm. that was being taught, you know, predominantly. Yeah. And so the only people that could read it were the people who were in the church. Yeah. And so now you've got this guy, just you just got to take his word for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. You know? See? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's how people are raised just like that yeah. you know that's fucking insane I mean the the biggest thing and that's why I love the fact that like y'all brought up or you know Kevin was talking about the critical thinking aspect of it is because I feel like you can read anything and not necessarily learn a lot from it yeah like just just reading in general doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to learn things that you need to know like the critical thinking part of it to me is 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 the well big the other part aspect. of it too is how well can you retain that information yeah. well yeah true because some people you know some people just can't but you know That's or choose not habit. to or something you yeah know. but I, I I'm huge on critical thinking like I said in all aspects of life like I, I think you really should think about things at you know and I feel like and and I'm guilty of this too is that a lot of times I think you know people are quick at reacting you mm -hmm. know like i'm quick sometimes at giving a reaction before actually you know thinking about it yeah. you know yeah. thinking yeah. about how it could affect others and you know things like that but i think that's huge in reading as well yeah you know and, and it'll make your experience to me i feel like in the books that i you know i have read that i really enjoyed i did do that and it made that experience more like that journey and i was invested you know and it really made you think in a different light that Otherwise, I feel like you probably wouldn't have. Dude, so. I'm with it. That's why I love Dusty. <laughs> He's smart. He's smart. For somebody who didn't go to college and does not read. Yes, that's <laughs> that's college, can't read. <laughs> and that's why I'm glad you decided to come to the episode. Obviously, you live here. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a big help. <laughs> you didn't have a choice. Currently in your living room. And it's raining outside, so you can't go anywhere. Anyways, um... Yeah, because you didn't go to school, so you kind of heard this, you know. Yeah, I mean, it this was part of it for me. Yeah, that there's yeah, a, you yeah. Know, not sure. only did I not go to college, but it, you know, also going to A and T, you know, mm -hmm. which I do like. You know, I I have known people that went to A and T. Yeah, a couple guys I work with. One of my Lance actually. Yes. Uh, he yeah. went there, so I don't I don't know how long he went there, but. Yeah. I've always thought it was really cool. Like I always thought to myself, like if I did go to college, like I think that would be an experience that I would want. Yeah. yeah. Which for me, it's a little bit different because I grew up. Yeah. Last, last with episode. Black people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I know a lot more about that culture and stuff because yeah. I did have that experience. In the life, environment. You know? Yeah. So that's so, an advantage with you as well. Yeah. Yeah. But. That just makes me think of Bowman sitting in that class, and they were just like, "All right, we're gonna go around the room. We're gonna talk about what the N word means to you." And he's the only white guy sitting in. There. <laughs> he's like, uh. he's like, uh. 
Oh, that's like that. Uh, what comedy special were we watching recently? Where was it? The Aziz, the new Aziz. Yes. Where he was like, "It's okay now to use you know the N words like with the A and something," because he was talking about like people not checking their resources and yes. just believing things at face value. Yeah, yeah. So he like makes up like this thing about this article that was supposed to happen. And uh, spoiler alert, I guess if anybody's gonna watch it, yeah. that's a comedy yeah. special. So that crap was funny. Yeah, but uh, he was like, I can't remember what it was, but he was like, "How many people, you know?" And he was like, "Raise your hand if you saw that, you know." Mm-hmm. And there's like several people that raised their hand yeah, yeah, because yeah. they just wanted to be a part of it or yeah. whatever. And yeah. he was like, something about like you're up. all fucking liars because <laughs> I just made that shit up. Yeah, and he actually singled a guy out for that too. He remember he was just like, oh, yeah. this man, this man. Yeah, yeah. It was like I just yeah, made that whole shit him, up. Yeah, he wow. asked some specific things, and he just was sings. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I just made that up. And it's like it was funny, but it's also like how sad is and you that? Gotta, you gotta think about the, the life that guy lives when he goes home. Yes, he's like, <laughs> dude, really? And that's crazy. I mean, that's this is probably a whole different podcast about how people are like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just follow this bandwagoning and just following because you know whatever and whatever. Like, I don't know. People don't want to try to be smart, but they also don't want to feel dumb. Yes, so that's like, actually a very yeah, good no, way to put I, well, that. Well, I think it, yeah, it, I think they want to. They don't want to put the work in to actually be smart. They want to pretend like they are. Mm-hmm. Pseudo intellectual, intellectualism is the worst thing. Dude, and, and that shit all, is so annoying. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's, Facebook. That's, that's why you that's shouldn't your kids. It's why you need to buy. You know what is this, that made, uh, multi-level marketing shit? The best thing that I love about it, like on Facebook, is when people post like articles and shit, and it's like you actually yeah. check the source. They all end in dot. And you're like, yeah, and you're like. <laughs> Yep, that was the problem. That was, and I really want to be like, this is gonna sound terrible, but this is how my mind thinks. I really want to be like, you dumb son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> educate yourself. Like, quit being so damn stupid. That's why I like. And websites. I'm like, I'm about to put it on Facebook. No, nah, I'm not gonna be that person. Yeah, so it's like dude. whatever. That's why I love the websites like the Onion, like yes, shit like that. Yes. Oh my god, dude, the Onion is amazing just for that because people there are just is, like, wait, is this is true? Great, uh, this is totally off topic. But there is a great subreddit. It's called Not the Onion. Yeah. It's R slash Not the Onion, and it's it's actual um, headlines that you would think the Onion posted, but they're, they're real actual articles. No and, shit. And, and the real things that actually happened. And so, and I mean, it'll be stuff like it's usually Florida Man or some kind of thing. Oh like, god, Florida Man's Florida. always fucking but crazy. But it's like like you read it and you're just like, that's an Onion post, and then you remember it. That it's not the Onion. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's crazy, man. Mm. But dude, I love it. So I have a question. What's up? What's up? So what exactly, so this kind of goes into what you were talking about earlier about, Mm. you know, 20 years from now when you are teaching and you're Yeah, you want to hear this for sure. So have you had, have you thought as far as where you would want to teach, like college-wise? Community level, community college level. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) It's a lot. Why is that? It's a lot more, well, from my experience, from from talking to one professor about it, it's a lot more relaxed. It's not as big of a, um, that's what I'm looking for, like pressure to, you know, post your research and do Mm -hmm. your research and do all this kind of stuff, but you still get that college experience. So, man, which community college is definitely underrated, I think. In my oh, yeah. Agreed. I 100% agree. I will admit it. They offer kind of, so many programs that a lot of yeah. universities don't actually offer. Yeah. Basket weaving. Probably. No, I'm being dead serious. I saw the other week. <laughs> but, I mean, it is, admittedly, it does kind of feel like the 13th grade when you get there. But, I mean, it's A, it's a fraction of the cost. 
and you still get this. It, everyone there is still just as well educated as anywhere else, and it's, it's there's smaller rooms. You get you know more hands-on experience, it's more intimate. So I mean, yeah, it's a lot more intimate. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I did it. Yeah, yeah. Here I am. Hell yeah, <laughs> you know, I love like, that. And you know, like not to cut you off, but this is uh, our brother Sparky, nursing degree from G Tech. Yeah, um, yeah, he was working full time. Uh, yeah, on the weekends. Yes, and. I mean, it took him a little longer because he couldn't do it the way that he wanted to do it. But, yeah, yeah I mean, he I, he was, I don't know how old he was. I think he graduated with his nursing degree in, from the nursing program, I think, while I was in the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't remember exactly how I long it took. I went to that ceremony. Yeah, but I, I mean, well, see, that's another thing, too, that I love about community colleges, that they offer a lot of things as far as, like, to... Uh, for people that may not be able to make like a you know anywhere from eight to five class you mm-hmm. know yeah, yeah. like night classes or like adult specific classes you know like it's they make that a lot more available and there for people if they ever want to go back to school and do mm-hmm. stuff yeah yeah for like sure. when I when I was doing my vocational rehabilitation when I was going to do that before I started working again like I was trying to find like a school because what I wanted to do was uh, in the medical field like radiologic technology mm-hmm. and there's not that many university universities around here that offer a four year degree in that yeah. but you can get like the first bit of it that you need from like G-Tech mm-hmm. for a lot cheaper than you can that only offer yeah. it for two years yeah. you know at a, at a university and then you could go you know on to another I think Greensboro College I think was the only one yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was taking four classes a semester, and I think it was like eight hundred bucks. It's so much. <laughs> what I really want to do on this show is bring someone who are in the same exact fields who went maybe to a like four year a four year traditional. Yeah, that's a good idea. Into who went to a to community college to see yeah. differences, what they're doing now, and if there really is a better, which I know there is not. Yeah. So it's all Which, perfect. I mean, I guess some of the differences in university is, like, obviously, like, staying in a... It's a social thing. Like, dorms and, yeah, yeah. more like a extracurricular type thing. It's a social experience. Yeah. So I think that's probably the one thing that you get that you wouldn't get from a community college. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, I think, and then in my, in my case specifically, I remember I'd been out of high school for five years before I went back to school. So I remember I went to UNCG and I was talking to... Yes. Um one of the ladies of the registrar there and I remember she was just saying are you sure you want to come to a four year institution when you've been out of school for five years and I'm yeah. like yeah 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 absolutely and she was like I don't think you really understand <laughs> what it's going to be like getting back into school I highly recommend you go to community college first yes because yeah. it, I mean A it's cheaper and B it's going to like get you back in the swing of things it gives you, you some of those remedial yeah. kind of things mm-hmm. that you need mm-hmm. to get back to that level yeah. which I didn't want to do that but I'm glad and, like I remember talking to my mom about it and, and just thinking about more about it and I was like alright I'm do a community college thing and I don't regret it at all I'm dude absolutely yeah. I've had many friends go that route and they loved it mm-hmm. uh, Avery well I mean and he also went to like, he, went, he, went he did middle college like, he did middle, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. He, I remember he left Central when he went and did that yeah because I remember when he was at the High Point location campus yeah I remember going there yeah. with the ones of bricks I remember this when he was doing those, those uh, 
videos. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. The videos. We, we need to have Avery. Well, Avery needs to be on this. Yeah. Avery. We need to have like Kevin back on and Avery yes. and talk about that shit. We'll have a roundtable. I have four mics. I'm so we still can do so that. fucking pissed that he couldn't find the Fight Club. The Fight video. Club one. Oh, that's one of yeah. my favorite ones, dude. It was dude. one of my favorite. As far as one. filming it, it was one uh, of my favorite ones, and I thought it was going to be one of the better ones that you we sprayed did. me with a hose. <laughs> yeah, I remember like we did the part where like I had to soak my shirt in like ketchup. You remember? <laughs> like put it on my face and shit because it was like I had to like beat my ass like from the movie god that was so fun dude oh that's the yeah well yeah because when yeah that's the part where he kicks his own ass in his boss's room yeah and that was we did that scene and yeah then I remember we did the other one where he comes up and he like crosses his leg over his other leg and somebody lights his cigarette for him but it took us like a million takes to get the lighter to click on. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> Dude, I remember the, the 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 water hose. The guy like riding yeah. the bike and yeah. like just sprayed him with the water. Hose. Oh, it's such a good movie. Dude, shout out to that movie. Shout out to Kevin. Oh my God. Shout out. That's a different episode. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that. You'll hear those yeah, stories. But um, episode. dude, this is amazing. This was so good. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm very proud of you. I'm happy you uh, shared this information with us. And we'll come back. We'll be back for some more in depth look at some some readings and stuff like that. There is you know? one. Uh, I did actually want to read one. Yeah, it's, go ahead. It's yeah. a poem. Actually, it's one of my favorite poems. Oh yeah, read a poem. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Serenitas. You know. There's gonna be some intimate music on this one. <laughs> I forgot you're gonna add music. I don't wanna wait. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but this one is called uh, Vive Noir by Marie Evans. But it goes uh, I am going to rise en masse from inner city, sick of New York ghettos, Chicago tenements, high as slums, weary of exhausted lands, sagging privies, saying yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, in an assortment of geographical dialects. I have seen my last broken down plantation even from a distance. I will load all my goods in 50 Chevy pickups, 53 Fords, Fly United, and 66 Caddies. I have packed in the old man and the old lady and wiped the children's noses. I'm tired of hand-me-downs, shut-me-ups, pin-me-ins, keep-me-outs, messing me over, have just had it, baby, from you. I'm going to spread out all over America, intrude my proud blackness all over the place. I have wrested wheat fields from the forest, turned rivers from their courses, leveled mountains at a word. Festooned the land with bridges, gem-like of filaments of steel, moved glistening towers of Babel in place like blocks, sweated a whole civilization. Now, I'm going to breathe fire through flaming nostrils, burn a place for me. In the skyscrapers, in the schoolrooms, on the green lawns and the white beaches, I'm going to wear the robes and sit on the benches, make the rules and make the arrests, say who can and who can't. Baby, you don't stand a chance. I'm going to put black angels in all the books and a black Christ child in Mary's arms. I'm going to make black bunnies, black fairies, black Santas, black nursery rhymes, and black ice cream. I'm going to make it a crime to be anything but black, past the copper tone. Going to make white a 24-hour lifetime job. And when all the copper tone's gone... Yo, that's crazy. That's powerful. I love that, that dude was pissed. <laughs> I mean... Well, she's a lady. Oh, she, that, 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 <laughs> she was pissed. I'm going to edit that, so, edit that out be? for me. Yeah, I'm going to edit that stuff. So. Damn it. Fuck that. No editing in this shit. Yeah, there's no editing. the whole podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the episode. No, I was playing. <laughs> the green box Take this time. The <laughs> we were doing this whole hour. This one. No. Dude, that was awesome. Holy shit. I, I, yeah, I remember yeah. reading that poem. I was just like, fuck. There's probably yeah. much of that in that book, too. Oh, yeah. There's so much poetry. 
Dude, you just lay some wisdom on us. I hope people take the time to learn African American history. Like Kevin says, some black people do too. You know what I'm saying? Take the yeah, time for that. Everybody. everybody yes, everyone. Everybody should learn. Everybody. African American history awesome. is American history. We should learn more Native American history. Yes, yeah, all of that. Tell you that mm-hmm. much. Because uh, this definitely isn't our land. You should just no take the time to just learn more and educate yourself on anything and everything. Everything and um, yeah, critical thinking, guys. That too, and you know, retain Absolutely. what you're reading. You know, what I'm saying it's important. But anyways, uh, this is Dan White Show. Kevin Coogan, Dusty May. Um, I'm on iTunes, Spotify, maybe Tumblr, MySpace, Pure Volume. Who knows? What was the one Life before Zanga. MySpace? Zanga. Zanga. Yeah. Yes. We're gonna transcribe all these words. God. We're bringing Zanga back. You feel me? But nah, um, thank you for listening. Y'all the best. Rate and review, please, so I can get some money one day and feed myself. Mm -hmm. Cool. Later.